Welcome to the Altruistic Traveller podcast, interviews with influential changemakers from around the world. That recycling is no longer sufficient to, to deal with these. That type of volunteering actually is proving to be more harmful. Trying to elevate poverty. I mean, they didn't see me that way. They seemed as a human being, someone who needs help. Be inspired, educated and moved by global initiatives making this world a better place. For more stories and resources, please visit thealtruistictraveler.com. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the podcast. We are halfway through season two um, and I'm really, really excited to introduce our next guest who is a social entrepreneur and founder of Nomads Giving Back as well as a good friend of mine, Tarek Kalusi. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Bianca. I'm super excited to join your show. We're actually in Ubud, Bali now, and this is the first podcast that I've done in a while where I have the person physically next to me, which is great. I haven't done this since Nepal, so welcome. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you. I think this is, whenever possible, face-to-face is the way to go. Totally. Um, so... Nomads Giving Back, let's start with that. Um, it's about social impact and, yeah, tell me about Nomads Giving Back and tell me about, you know, what, what you guys do. Sure, sure. Thank you, Bianca. I'm, uh, I've been uh, following you and the Altruistic Traveler for a long time and I'm uh, really happy to have the opportunity to collaborate with you and get to know you better. Um, but I could not imagine a better person or organization brand that represents something so aligned with Nomads Giving Back. I mean, even in just the name of what we're doing, it was eye-catching from the very beginning in terms of what we're ultimately after. And then like through talking with you in the early days, I think almost a year ago, I remember very vividly, I think you were in Ubud at the time. And I was in Colombia, if I remember correctly. I think so, in yeah. fe- February, were you here then? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Here in February, yeah, yeah, you were there. You were here, and I remember having like a thirty-minute call scheduled with you, and it go for like two hours because we had just so much to connect on. So, leading into your question about nomads giving back, um, it's something that when we had first met, it was very, very new concept. Less than a year ago. I had uh, basically announced this idea to create a social enterprise called Nomads Giving Back with the vision to inspire nomads, expats, and travelers to give back to the communities that we're calling home away from home. So, you know, I realized through my own personal journey that we might have some goals, but they're not necessarily easy to achieve. And I found that Uh, One of the things I wanted to do was connect more with locals. And I wanted to figure out how I could give back, even though I was just in a place for not just a few days, but sometimes a few months. And so how do you balance this fast-moving nomad movement um, with actually feeling like it might be home and creating a win-win-win scenario for both uh, the foreigner, the locals, and the, the ultimately the beneficiaries that are the locals that need the most help. And so we are aiming to serve as a bridge between foreigners and locals 
through social impact. And we've been doing that through having lots of events. And uh, I can tell you more as we go on throughout the discussion, but really the vision for Nomads Giving Back is to inspire the, the nomad community, the foreign community, to connect with locals and give back to the communities that are giving so much to us. Right. And you did mention in our conversation before around our shared values around this because the altruistic traveler essentially is ways to teach people how to or teach travelers how to give back to the communities they're in. So in a way, you know, you're working with nomads and travelers. I'm working with travelers. So when um, when we talked about me coming on as an ambassador, I was kind of like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like shared vision, shared values, I think. You know, it's so important as travelers, um, nomads, expats, whatever you want to call it, to not only just go to a place. You know, the, these places that we go to, they invite us in. They let us live our, you know, location-independent lifestyles in that country. And it's just so, so, so important to be able to give back to those causes. And I suppose it's great to see that what Nomads Giving Back is doing is, yeah, providing that bridge and saying, okay, um, this is how you can do it. And so did you find when you were coming, when you were coming up with the, I guess, foundations of the organization, did you find that there was a gap where no, cause you've been a nomad for quite some time where like nomads and expats weren't exactly sure how they could, um, give back to the communities they were visiting. Exactly. Like I, I think that's really the crux of what we're trying to accomplish here is solving the problem that I see a lot, including from my own experience time and time again, is I love to give back, but I don't know how. I, I think that's so common like in so many societies. Yeah. And I don't know where, I don't know who, might not know who to trust. There's so many complexities to this. And then secondly... It's also very interesting how we have some amazing skills, all of us. We have so much power to make a difference. And how funny is it that we don't feel that sometimes? A lot of us don't feel that at all. So let's, isn't that wild that we are out there seeking something and seeking value, seeking benefit? By going away from our home, all the effort from the airport to the travel to the investment of your money that you worked hard for, the limited vacation time, to go get something, some experience, some value. And then a lot of us are looking for connection and we're looking for meaning. And instead, a lot of us are doing all that effort and we have all these skills. And then we go somewhere and we try to recreate where we came from from going to the high-end places, not meeting foreigners, not intentionally, it just happens. And then you go back and you're like, oh, Bali was great. The resort was amazing. And then you talk about like whatever. And it's just ironic that we're craving connection, culture, community, and meaning. And we find ourselves maybe not actually prioritizing that, not because of lack of intention. It's because of lack of ease in my opinion. And I, and that's what we're trying to do is make it easier, make it easier through uh, raising awareness of local social causes that you can connect with, support, just learn about what they're doing. Um, we're having many events because like we're doing here for this podcast, it's a face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact discussion, which always is better than remote. 
But that said, being having the technology solutions of connecting remotely empowers us a lot of ways too. So how do we, in this new technology phase, in this new modern world we're living in, especially among digital nomads, how do we continue to benefit in the advancements of technology and the trends in one way, but without losing sight of all the benefits of the old school way of connecting face to face with humans? Yeah. <laughs> humans, and not just the people you came from, but that where you are now calling home away from home. And, I mean, in your personal experience, have you found that sense of connection and sense of community through your own personal experiences in giving back to causes abroad on your own travels and in your own life? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. I, I often think about this. And sometimes I'm asked this and I think I'm going to give you an answer that I haven't said before because it just popped in my head and I'm going to go with it. But I, I found, I found myself, uh, I want to say about five years ago in Kenya doing some volunteer work with an organization called Kiva, uh, microfinance organization. It's very wonderful microfinance organization. I shall add. Oh, that's amazing. I'm happy you, you appreciate it too. I, I definitely do. They, they've really inspired me. Um, inspired me so much that at the time I left my corporate career that had a, a lot of uh, value in my life, especially my, my, my professional identity, my, my financial support. I left it behind in part to go after this dream of volunteering with no pay for four months wherever they would place me and they placed me randomly or serendipitously maybe in Kenya. And so I spent uh, four months in Kenya volunteering for on behalf of them as a fellow. Um, but the specific memory I was thinking about with the second that what popped in my head was my first week there. Now, while I'll, I'll be honest, my main role was not to be like always in the field, like in the slums or in the farms. But it definitely exposed me to it. So I'd say like uh, a couple, uh, at least uh, at least five to ten times I would be in the field meeting with the locals. But a lot of it was actually connecting with the social enterprises, consulting for them so that they can optimize their value for the community. And that's kind of where I can get back to this later about nomads coming back, where I really feel there's a lot of value and not always just helping the end beneficiary, but empowering those who are already helping people. Right. Rather than reinventing the wheel, give those who are doing amazing work just need some support so that they can amplify their their impact. But back to the matter at hand, like the discussion at hand, I just wanted to tell you the <laughs> the specific moment. There was a moment where, like my first week, I I found myself in uh, Kabira, the biggest slum in Africa, supposedly that I'm told about, and. I, I got connected to a local orphanage there and I remember spending the day the day there with with these kids and these babies that were at the most vulnerable echelon of life I've ever seen and spending time with them. And uh, I just want to let you know that like the idea, the concept for the first time, the, the thought for the first time when someone asked me that question just happened right now was 
how I felt going home after that day with them to my hotel in this foreign land. It was my first week in sub-Saharan Africa ever. Um, a big change from New York City. A big change from corporate Manhattan high life. Um, I mean, since then, I spent quite a bit of time in, in that region. But at that moment, my first week, and I went back to my hotel and I I shed some tears. I, I struggled in realizing how effed up this world is. Like how the contrast was too hard for me to comprehend. The previous few months, I was helping some of the wealthiest people, not just in New York, I'm talking about in the world, and I'm talking about in the history of mankind, helping them indirectly where they didn't even know my name. They didn't know who I am. But I helped someone who helped someone who helped someone. And then here I am where there's humans, just as equal, right? We, we believe that. I want to I believe that we all believe that humans are equal. So if we really, really believe that, then why am I spending all this effort and time and focus and energy that I have living on this planet helping some people that don't even know I exist, that don't even need it, versus helping someone that even in a few hours and a donation, I may have changed their lives. And I, I cried on that realization that what the hell am I doing with my life? And it's not that obvious. I went back and I fell back into the corporate world. I'm not telling you that I had an aha moment and it changed my life for the course of my life. I'm telling you that if these choices are hard and these realizations aren't binary. It doesn't just happen. It's a process. And uh, you somehow I went into this moment that I haven't thought about in a long time. But that was a moment that was critical to my journey and my shift of my life focus. Thank you for sharing that. It's like, I mean, I can resonate with you on so many levels about that. I think that, you know, fundamentally there is, we can find meaning and we can find purpose in service to others. And if you look at what people feel like they're lacking in their own lives, just one thing we were talking about before is that connection and meaning and you talk about your own personal experiences, my personal experiences, which are quite similar, and I think many of my followers know this, that I did leave the corporate world in just to follow my passion, which was altruism. And I've had many a moments like you, whether or not it has been working in rural villages in Nepal, also visiting slums in the Philippines where, you know, you put on that strong face when you're there and you're interacting with these humans and then the perspective really hits you when you go back and you think these are people just like me and they deserve all the things that, you know, they, they deserve to just live a good life with basic needs, which unfortunately a lot of people in our world don't have. Um, so it's, like, I mean, I don't know if there's studies out there, but I really feel that, like, the relationship between compassion and happiness is very close. Um, so when we we kind of start, like, we'll go back to the bridge um, of what we're both trying to do, which is being able to say to people, okay, hey, you're visiting, um, you know, 
um, India, you're in Mumbai, would you, you're kind of thinking, what am I going to do? Maybe you've already seen all the sites. Well, all right, the next thing is, why don't you engage in some community work or give back to some community? Um, and so you have developed this model here in Ubud and also in Colombia. How is that going so far? Like, I know you've had a lot of positive feedback here in Ubud in building a community and helping not only nomads, but travelers as well and expats to connect with local causes. Thank you, Bianca. So, great question. I, I am sometimes dumbfounded, like shocked about how quickly this snowball is rolling down the hill. Um, I realized that the nomad community, a lot of us foreigners in these, in these, uh, countries, these places that we are calling home, we have so much to offer and we want to give back. We don't know how. And so what I'm trying to do is help to inform, inspire and empower. And what I'm getting most excited about is the empower part. So we are hosting lots of events, creating these uh, impact-themed opportunities, and just trying to raise the social conscious level around the world, especially in these nomad communities. I mean, this week, I mean, I, can, I don't know where to start. Like, just this week, uh, you and I met uh, finally in person at TEDx Ubud on Saturday, and there were so many inspiring speakers sharing their uh, socially conscious passions. And so it was... It was so inspiring, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're doing. We're creating not necessarily TEDx level, but TEDx moments. We've had events where people met for the first time and now they're creating their own social enterprise. We met, we've had events where a social cause, uh, local in Colombia or local in, in Bali, for example, Indonesia, where people are meeting and now they want to volunteer. For, uh, the, the foreigner wants to volunteer with the local charity. Or they want to, many have been promoting and advocating for them. Uh, or even fundraising. Like tonight, we're having an event in a few hours where we're going to connect social impact leaders, locals and foreigners, and, and basically raise awareness of what's going on because there's so many people that want to give back and they're just trying to figure out who else is out there or they want to connect with friends, professionally or personally, right? And they want to know what's going on. And so we're trying to, not trying, we are like happily, happily to say that we finally are building this community, this tribe around that. Um, uh, we are collaborating with conferences because uh, well, one thing I like to say a lot that I think is important to share is that this movement is growing so fast and it's beautiful in many ways, but the leaders in the space, the organizational, the organizations, the leaders, the influencers, everyone has their own little angle to the whole thing. And on one hand, it's beautiful that it is inspiring these uh, people like where I came from, where you probably came from, corporate Western world, Western, you know, you're Australian, I don't know, is that, is it surely Western? Yeah. I never thought about that before. We are at the bottom of the planet, but you know, we're, we're, our economy is okay. Yeah. Depends on which, which map we're looking at. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all other topic, but, but yes, but I guess I'd say the socioeconomic advanced societies we they're creating these opportunities where it's it feels safer to take that leap abroad leap into creativity entrepreneurship whatever your passion is so i love that 
but everyone has their own angle and a lot of them impact isn't their top priority. So what I, what I love doing is trying to insert, bring to the conversation level, some social impact, especially these in the local causes, giving them a platform and serve as that bridge. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to build that. We've been doing that. We started in Colombia primarily and then now in Bali. And we're trying to build these, uh, these two concepts, these two communities on a, on a more local level. And I would love to, I love for Nomads Giving Back to scale so that anyone who's looking to give back in their community, they can become a tribe leader, become an ambassador, basically scale the common vision that we all have. Um, and that's the ultimate vision. Yeah. What I love about the communities that we're building is that there is a big focus on collaboration. And, you know, we have lived in a very competitive world for a very long time. And I think that the social impact space are probably one of the leaders that are coming out and saying like, okay, maybe we need to move into this collaborative model instead of you're doing that thing and I'm going to start my own thing. And it was one of um, the highlights of the night the other night when we hosted the True Cost was when um, a boy, a boy teenager from the green school got up and talked about Liam. his vision. Liam, yes, um, about, you know, building a co-working space. It's going to be a collaborative thing. And just seeing a teenager, a young adult using the word collaboration, like that's so inspiring to me because I just feel like, you know, we need to come together. Like we just need to come together. And we see that all the time in our community and I think that's just such an important value of um, nomads giving back because like you might agree with me like there are a lot of good grassroots organizations already working to solve social and environmental issues like in the places that you've been have you seen that as well oh man like everything you said I agree with I so I was also inspired by seeing a, a, a a teenager in high school um, just stand up there in front of a big room and sort of share his vision for an idea to help help create something um, and that's what that's what this environment's about I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you and I are meeting here like you're you and I are meeting in a co-working place that very was a very important place in my life like it uh, that's a whole nother story but this place this town Ubud so this place is Hubud. The town is Ubud. I know it sounds confusing, but that's the way <laughs> it goes. And Bali, digital nomadism, this whole thing is uh, part of the play. But seeing him do that really inspired me. And the, like a change maker in the making. Who was brought by Bandana, our, our dear friend who's also an activist. And so to, to go back to your question, I think um, the idea is Remind me of the question? <laughs> in your opinion, um, like, have you, on your travels and in your experience, noticed a lot of grassroots organizations yes, yes, who yes. are really so, making impact in their own smaller communities? Absolutely. And and that's the thing is that I think a lot of these grassroots efforts are, are where it all starts because it's more about passion and understanding and awareness where it starts. And that's a big reason why 
I wanted to create something that would help them and not necessarily like try to rebuild what they're doing, but to support them, amplify them, be a connector. Because in Colombia, in Brazil, in a few countries now, in Spain, for example, I held a fundraiser. I had a, no, not even a fundraiser. I held a panel discussion, gave a small local cause a platform. It turned out that someone in the audience was a good friend of mine who leads the Nomad Cruise. And he chose that charity as his fundraiser that he has in all his cruises. So number one, I applaud Johannes for, for that kind of um, priority on impact to have a fundraiser on his events. But then he chose that cause. You get a few hundred people to donate a few bucks or 10, 20 bucks, and now you have a few thousand dollars just because we had someone on our panel discussion, right? What can a few thousand dollars do for a local cause? That's amazing. Yeah. And like, so the idea is, and the advocacy is even more important because now you have all these influencers, these people literally from all over the world. I mean, you can't pick a conference like the Nomad Cruise or anything more than that where there's people that are from all over the world, right? Meeting on a spot. So I guess my point is, I, I think the social causes, the grassroots efforts is, is not only necessary, it's the only way it can work. And I, I think what I'm trying to say is, if people like you, uh, who are deciding to use their voice to advocate for these social causes, is probably the of the in my mind the most optimal way you can do you can do make any change. They 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 need the attention. I have a friend. I'll tell one quick story. I, I I'm sorry, but I, this is important. I think um, I have a, a good friend who's Indonesian who created a concept uh, to have uh, overnight camping trips in a village that really needs some support and some tourism and bringing some. And then the foreigners are craving some culture. He was struggling at first to get this going. I couldn't even do it without a profit. Somehow he got, uh, through his hard work and his effort, he, he landed an amazing opportunity to get on Airbnb. And it completely switched his entire situation. And everyone wins. I mean, some people might judge this whole like globalization concept, but what I'm trying to say is that there are foreigners who are less price sensitive, who want to experience the local culture and their window happens to be their window, whether it's Uber, Airbnb, and now Airbnb experiences. And now he is able to still uh, become, grow his enterprise, help the local villagers in a bigger way because of that connection. And I just wanted to share that as one like quick illustration of what I'm talking about with No One's Giving Back. If we can help the local grassroots causes, kind of like this Airbnb experience model, that would be, that would be uh, a dream come true for me. I think the one word that stands out to me is, like you were saying, being the connector. You know, like I often say to people, like, I'm just the messenger, you know, like, yeah. and I am. But that, like, never underestimate the power of voice. Like, there are, like, what's the population now? Like, 8 billion so, people. It's, it's approaching 8, yeah. And, you know, like, connection is so important. But in some level, like, we're still very disconnected you know like what facebook did was great like but 
is it solving all these issues in a, in some ways it's helping to connect you know in some ways i'm sure there's a lot of people that would have never connected if it wasn't for facebook but it's really about okay like how do we i guess use connection for the greater good and it really feels like with nomads giving back and having these like small communities within communities collaboration is going to be the way that we're going to do it so exactly exactly and like uh i'm always i used to be really afraid of these kind of things where like i'm being permanently recorded online or in a, in a recording like this because number one i changed my mind and number two the world changes but i have to say that like my opinion on social media has evolved even in the last few months where i think on one hand, it can provide a lot of value. On the other hand, I'm becoming more aware of like the consequence, the unintended consequences. Um, and and these companies like Uber, Airbnb, Facebook, Instagram, or oh, Instagram's Facebook, um, they're offering so much value, and especially with what we're trying to do. But I would love to, I love to like just on the record say like how I'm also questioning the unintended consequences. So my 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 belief is, let's if you can't beat them, join them. If, let's try to like leverage the value, but keep in mind the potential. Be aware of what where it might be unintended consequences. Well, I like what you were saying before about you know not only having the online connection, but also having the face to face. So yes. building, I mean that that's your intention for building the hubs inside communities, right? Exactly. I mean they, they use the term online and offline communities, right? And yeah. we've we've uh, been focusing. I didn't even see the majority of our efforts on offline events. We've had over 30 now in less than a year in like six or seven or eight countries now. Um, and what we're trying to do is make it so that we perfect the concept, the model of both hosting an event and, and sharing it online. And then that way we can help mobilize the, the collective power. Like if we can make it really easy for others to get involved and chime in with what they're passionate about, leveraging their community, sharing with their community, then it could become like this like virtuous cycle. Yeah. And is that, I mean, like if you had a vision for what you wanted, not only nomads giving back to be, but you know, your vision for the future, what would that entail? Through the organization or in life? or Yeah, you could yeah. like connect through the organization right. and in life. I mean, all right, sure, I'll do both. Like, for me, Nomads Giving Back is a personification of my life values and lessons. Um, I don't want it to be about me, but what I want to create in my lifetime is this. So I had an unusual journey. Um, and what I would like to do is make it easier for people to maybe find their own way and happiness faster. And I think in my times of like the, the story I give about my, my, even just a day, I spent, I spent over a year, years in Africa and, and more years in poor com communities. But the moment was when I felt connected to people that felt like they appreciated my presence, my contribution, were the most meaningful moments of my life. 
that's where I found meaning. Especially, like, a lot of our listeners, your listeners, are probably um, having a family where they're helping their, their spouse, their kids, their parents, right? Well, I haven't been living that life. Maybe on the phone uh, and, and for some members, but really, I haven't. And so I think a lot of us achieve gratification of having a purpose through helping people. And I applaud people that are helping their children and their parents and their spouses and whoever. Um, and so for me, maybe this is my sort of like my specific purpose is to maybe not beyond your family. What, what gratification can you get from helping your community? And if you're a nomad, who is your f- community? Who is your community? Because if I've been basically living on the road for half a decade and I say, oh, well, I'm just not at home, so I don't have a community, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And, you know, I always find it's funny when we talk about what, what are the borders? You know, a lot of these borders are just arbitrary based on who won a war, who we drew a map. So at the end of the day, we are people. And it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes people get criticized. Why are you helping a foreigner before you help your own country? You've had that criticism? Oh, many times. And many of my friends have. Yeah. I I come from a big country where people might get upset why you're helping uh, people from a different state. Or why you're helping? Uh, why are you helping dogs and cats when you could be helping humans? Why are you helping humans when you could be helping dogs. the environment? Some people say like, "No, it's I, I love this. It's a healthy debate. It's a healthy debate. Where do you want to spend your energy?" Um, I don't appreciate when people might project a negative views and say, "Well, you should help uh, people instead of animals or the environment because we can't have people without the environment." It's one thing to like have a healthy debate. Um, but I, I think anyone who wants to do anything good should have that opportunity and be encouraged to do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's interesting. I, I really love the idea of thinking that we are global citizens, that we're all brothers and sisters at the end of the day, that we all come, you know, we're all nomads. I, one of my friends uh, posted something, Dorota, um, I believe a nomad who is someone who believes the entire world is their home. So that, that, that doesn't mean that no one's giving back to locals. It means that the locals should give back to locals. We are all one. We are all giving back to the place where we come from. And we come from Earth, right, at the end of the day. Well, you asked me at the beginning of the podcast what were my intentions for the interview. And I feel like now they've been met, which was to, you know, inspire the audience to make a difference in their own community and in their own lives and I feel like just this whole conversation has I guess it's even inspired me (laughs) um and I guess for everyone listening you know like you're not too small to just like make a difference in this world and as Tarek said like you know we're all humans we're all one um there there's so much to be found in community and there's so much to be found in compassion and in um just giving back so yeah thank you so much for sharing um your wisdom and your thoughts if anyone on wants to find out about nomads giving back or if you had any other bit of advice about 
creating community, about finding purpose, let us know. Oh, amazing. So, well, to answer your first question, uh, just nomads giving back, like the hashtag, the website, like that's where you can find us and it shouldn't be too hard. Um, but to the more important question, I think, honestly, what I did when I was at a point in my life, and I still am, I'm just saying like more so, craving inspiration was to really think about where am I spending my time and my energy and I realized that I was in an environment and being absorbing data right information from your news your social media your environment your workplace your family and friends and if you feel like what I'm realizing more and more is like where I was able to make the hard choice in my life, a few of them, is that you got to nurture and nourish your input of what you're doing, even your body, right? What you're eating and how you're spending your energy. So think about how you're spending your time. And I would say like whatever kind of gets you motivated and excited, do more of that. The world needs more people who are passionate and I think energies are contagious. So surround yourself with those people, those energies, those informational sources. Do you know, like funny enough that we went to TED together a couple of days ago, during my big phase where I was like really making that big change to go abroad and leave my corporate career behind, I did the whole week long TED talk remotely. Like I bought the pass to watch it real time on my flat screen TV while it was happening in Canada. And I literally spent as if I was there. And that was a, the month was just getting source of inspiration by my heroes, the everyday heroes, not just the legends, but the regular people like TEDx speakers often who are just going after their dreams, having extraordinary lives. And that's, that stuff is contagious. And then when you get to meet someone in real life, like Bianca, Bianca, I've been following <laughs> you for a year now and I'm I, I literally... You are the epitome of the kind of person that I want to inspire through Nomads Giving Back. More people like you who are doing the altruistic traveler, who are, who are just using your voice. No matter how big or how small, it doesn't matter. You're living your truth and you've inspired me and I love that you're inspiring others. Thank you so much. I just wanted to add to that, like my favorite four words let yourself be inspired like let yourself be inspired when i made the decision to leave corporate i was same as you i went down like rabbit holes of ted talks i it was probably like a speech by jim carrey and a speech oh, by um that's my favorite talk <laughs> the jim carrey talk yeah. the graduation speech the graduation oh speech. my god oh my god i had it on repeat <laughs> I, I played it the, the morning on repeat for three for an hour, like three times. The morning I resigned from my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, you guys. If you really want some inspiration, the Jim Carrey graduation speech coming from two people that were clearly inspired by it. Um, no, well, thank you so much for your words. And, and I do live my truth, and it's been a journey, and like I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't surrounded by people that 
also, you know, want, want to change the world. So thank you so much for coming oh, on the show. Thank you, Bianca. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, thank you for listening. And yeah, hopefully not too much background noise in sunny Ubud at the moment. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. Um, I'll let you know what the topic is next week. Thank you for tuning into that episode. Perhaps now you might think differently about the way that you travel or seek out some local community projects that you could support. Uh, Check out Nomad's Giving Back website for updates on those in Ubud and hopefully soon more cities around the world. If you're liking the podcast, please do leave us a review or You can subscribe, which means that you will get notifications when a new podcast comes out. Um, Next week, I'm going to be coming to you all the way from northern Thailand uh, near Chiang Mai. I'm visiting the Kindred Spirit Elephant Sanctuary and talking about the plight of the Asian elephant um, and speaking with the founder of Kindred Spirit Elephant Sanctuary, who spent the past three years looking after rescued elephants from unethical tourist camps. So we go a little bit into the reasons why there aren't a lot of solutions about re-releasing Asian elephants into the wild and what is being done instead. So if you're an animal lover, definitely tune into that. Uh, I hope you are having a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these incredible change makers and their stories. And I hope that in some way it inspires you.